0: Hello, everyone. My name is Christian. Welcome back to TechPoint. Today, our guest is Chetanaya, the head of growth of Right Sonic. Hello. Uh, hey, Christian. Hi. It's uh, great to uh,
1: meet you here. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice excited, to excited. to learn more about you, podcast, and other things.
0: <laughs> Super excited to do it. Firstly, mm-hmm. please tell us what is uh, Right Sonic. Uh,
1: I think in simple, uh, it's a generative AI company uh, started about eight and a half nine months. I mean, we're clocking a year now, close to a year officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in alpha for about like good, uh, three, four months after that we did our release. Uh, it, it helps everyone to automate things, uh, near content, be it your long form, short form, mm, uh, and other forms of content writing from Google ads to Facebook ads, uh, other forms of content, your email scripts, your video scripts, podcast scripts. Uh, Anything which you can do with the content. I think the limit of the use case is how well and efficiently you want to use it. It's not built on the product, but yeah, we still uh, are trying to innovate a lot in terms of what we're doing.
0: What did you say is the biggest problem that you solve for users?
1: I think we want
0: to help the small
1: and the medium businesses uh let's say you have a mom uh or uh someone is at a mid 40s or 50s who don't have access to the technology like we do or mm-hmm. uh they want to build a side hustle or they wanted to build businesses uh at uh using technology And we want to bring technology into their forefront so that they can build their businesses or the other kind of stuff which they wanted to do in a more easy way without taking a lot of help from other people. Uh, I mean, we're not killing uh, resources or we're not killing jobs here. We're trying to make people more efficient and more productive using technology. That's what I would put it.
0: Awesome. I'd love to hear the most loved features, maybe the top three
1: uh i think right now uh we have a bunch of great features which we are coming up with uh i think okay. uh, we have two products right now uh right sonic is our main flagship product but we do have mm-hmm. another product called as chat sonic which is like your chat gpt3 but uh on a more we train them with other models and other integrations and other stuff i think uh just a day before uh we've natively integrated with opera so anyone yeah, who is using opera but almost like 150 million users would get access right so i think chat sonic i would say is a great feature on steroids bait short form i think right sonic is mostly for the long-form content writing your blogs uh, automating uh, 100 page lay uh, 100 page words and all of that but Chatsonic is mostly it's a, a contextual and also factual with the kind of data which you input. I think that is what keeps us different and also that is our key USP which you wanted to play and then uh, we're trying to build a multimodal on top of that like bait uh, hey uh, you can say that I wanted to write uh, an email where I want to have a gif of a puppy and the puppy, sh- the gif should talk about a particular image or the kind of uh, meme or something which you want to add so these are like mm-hmm. multimodal uh, search queries which you can't find information quickly and not accessible easily mm-hmm. or maybe you want to uh, have information saying that hey i like hubspot emails or i like emails of uh, gong or i mm-hmm. like emails of microsoft you can say that hey chadson can you write Email by learning the emails of these two emails from Microsoft, and uh, rewrite that in the context in the factual information with a specific gift from let's say uh, Chargebee or Stripe, which I got in mm-hmm. another email. Can we combine these two? That's what wow. ChatGPT can do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all. Yeah, and uh, can you explain to us how how it works that it uh, generates unique content because you are. Uh, you said uh, that you do not have plagiarism and, uh, it's so 100% we have,
1: uh, uh yeah. So we have a
0: lot of, uh, self-trained models, which
1: we use, and we have a mm-hmm. research research team, which works on training the models on top of other open source data sets and all, uh, what are available on the market. Like we're built on open AI still, but we do have other data sets, which we use. Uh, where we train our data with the information which we see in our uh, systems. Like we've generated over close to 500 million copies at this point, right? With the 500 million copies, we do have a lot of information which we process. We use that to train our models and provide more accurate information. And uh, we do also have integrations with Google Knowledge Graph, uh, which keeps us apart from OpenAI with OpenAI, you have data till 2021.
0: With Google yeah. Knowledge Graph, we are almost real-time. Oh, <laughs> nice. And a lot yeah. of people are scared to to use AI-generated content for uh, mm-hmm. SEO. Mm-hmm. How do you, what's your take uh, on
1: that? I think uh, if you just like Google, a chart GPT alternative, write Sonic ranks first, and all of that content is written by uh, AI. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a great answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, think scale, I
1: think we scaled. I think we scaled the traffic from let's say over three hundred thousand visits to almost two point one million visits uh, using wow. AI. So that's a ga- <laughs> great case study for anyone to understand
0: and what we did right. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. What is the pricing for uh, for Sonic? Can people use it for free? Uh, I think we do have a, f-
1: uh, freemium plan. Uh, mm-hmm. you get uh, 10,000, uh, words of credit, uh, to start with where you can try. I think that is enough for you to test out at least like three or four blogs, uh, for the first month. And after the first month, uh, we sh- give out 2,500 free credits after the first month. So that's enough for you to test a decent size, maybe do a landing page, maybe a couple of emails. But if you wanted to do more uh, with the scale, uh, have more versions of the content, have A-B testing or multiple ad copies, uh, running a small business, then you might have to start with a $19 plan. We have $19 uh, till $1,000, like $250 plan comes with team uh, options where you can have multiple team members Uh, and the $99 plan comes with a GPT-4 approach and other models are like on Uh, the GPT-3 so based on that Mm -hmm. you choose based on the your usage what you want to do figure out is uh, how much do I number of words which you need and yeah what are the options and we do have uh, special offers and discounts for nonprofits students Uh, we do 30% off on the plans so we want to help them yeah
0: what is the difference between uh, GPT-4 and uh, GPT-3 I
1: think what we understood, uh, I mean, personally, when I tried GPT-4, uh, it's more contextual, like, for example, I was doing a webinar uh, with Craig mm-hmm. Campbell, uh, and I want to write a tweet thread by using the information on the landing page, which I built, and also combining that with information on what is available on his past uh, webinars with Samrush, Hrefs, Moz and okay. other different, different places. So it combined stats, numbers from all of this information and it, write, it wrote me a like five minute thread on like six on different, different stats. With GPT-3, it gives me saying that, hey, Craig Campbell has spoke at Sambrush, but it doesn't know the context of it, what he spoke and when he spoke.
0: Mm-hmm. I understand, I understand. And you also have a Chrome, a Google Chrome yeah. integration, right?
1: Yeah, we do have a Chrome integration that's right. Chatsonic on steroids all over the place. Every website, every app, everything which you open, Chatsonic is there. Then we do have a mobile app on Android. Uh, And we are the first ones to integrate uh, Zapier integration, Make. So we do have a Make. So that combines with Notion uh, or Discord, Slack, Pitch, uh, all the productivity apps, if you wanted to automate Google Sheets, Google Docs, anything. Anything which is there on Zapier, anything which is there on Make, if you wanted to integrate that with ChartSonic, it's just like a couple of triggers. And right. Right. unlike uh, other players, we opened our API six months back, even before OpenAPI. OpenAI launched their API. So you can tweak yeah. it, play around with the API, uh, figure out other ways to explore things on your own, if you know a bit of understanding of the simple programming languages, uh, not too heavy, call an yeah. API and some simple stuff, you could figure out how to do stuff on your own,
0: yeah. How dangerous is uh, AI <laughs> now that everybody can, can access it? Uh, uh, I mean, it's not as dangerous as people think.
1: It's <laughs> the perception of uh, people and how you want to use it, right? So let's say if you're uh, to break down from a marketer's perspective, let's say if I wanted to scrape data from a particular uh, website and stuff. So mm-hmm. AI can only access the information which is publicly available, it can't access the information which is not there out in Google, which is not there uh, anywhere. So it's optimizing your way of searching things instead of saying that uh hey can i get top 10 tools or top 10 information about a particular travel or itinerary it's saying that hey this is the best itinerary and this is how you have to do it so exactly. it's like adding steroids to google search it's only accessing the public data it's not uh, accessing the data in your emails it's not accessing your facebook chats it's not accessing your whatsapp chats Whatever yeah. is there on the web, it's just like putting in the most streamlined manner. That's what I would
0: see. It was written by a human, and uh, yeah, uh, I consider that it's is the most helpful. So it's uh, yeah. we have to think about it differently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how do you differentiate uh, from your competitors? Uh,
1: I think right now I would say that. Uh, i think uh if someone like microsoft is saying that uh you're the first one uh, which we're scared of and we're on the stability microsoft recently uh, released a stability map saying that microsoft banged, uh google on the other side and chart is on the other side <laughs> so that's a difference which we're creating so we want to build a content ecosystem uh, like what salesforce did with the sierra market mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to venture into the other things, like we're building multiple products, like Ritesonic, Chatsonic, just to start to what we wanted to do with the content space. But we want to build workflows. We wanted to do plugins in the marketplaces and explore others. So anything, uh, be it small business, big business or enterprises, SMBs, freelancers, SEOs, all of that. uh, We want to make make sure that you're always using Chatsonic at your part of your content life.
0: And I know you have a lot of use cases. (laughs) But (laughs) maybe tell us some some that surprised you, that you didn't think about. Uh, I think one of the use cases, like,
1: uh, so we also have a marketplace called as Prompt Marketplace. Uh, Mm -hmm. Though we ensure that there is zero plagiarism, sometimes we see that there is a bit of plagiarism, like two to 3% uh, or 5%, because that depends on prompts, that depends on the kind of input users do. Uh, so we recently saw a prompt by one of the person who's saying that, hey, I wanted to write a blog, a thousand word blog on this particular topic. Can you also make sure that it is not plagiarized and not detected by any AI? And chatsonic did it. So this is a kind of example which we never thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But why should the companies, why should people use uh, a solution like yours? Why should they use AI? What, what are the benefits?
1: I think, uh, think of the scale at which we could do, like, uh, let's say if you, if you are building a business and you want to hire a content writer with the five years of experience, uh, he might be able to write three blogs, uh, a week, but yeah. can you do 10 blogs? Can you do hundred blogs? I mean, I know people who are using OpenAI, Chatsonic and other kind of forms to build thousands of thousands of landing pages in a month. Do you think, uh, if, if I want to build a booking.com or Airbnb, where I want to build a landing page for every city, every country, I could do that in 15 days. Now, if I wanted to do that back two years, I might
0: take ages. So uh, do you see it as a revolution? Uh, a lot of companies will start from scratch and uh, a lot of big flares will fail. Do you see it that uh, way? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I see this as a place where you have to keep on innovating. You have to keep on doing things uh, in increasing the scale, speed, velocity of what you do. Uh, so that keeps us apart, right? So, I mean, though AI is always there, a content writer is a content writer. A content writer knows what works for him. A content writer always, uh, knows his pedigree of how to rank for keywords. I mean, there are still processes where, which we can't automate using AI. Let's say you wanted to distribute, right? You wanted to mm-hmm. build backlinks. You wanted to make no. sure that there is a technical SEO and all of that. You might have to do some kind of the manual intervention. AI is not replacing there. It's just like it's increasing your scale and speed of what you could do so that You don't have to work on ad hoc tasks like the data entry part of stuff and other normal things which you could do. It's more related to how can you build strategies that can, where you can use AI and make things achievable, which might take a lot of time. Can we shorten that? Uh, If I don't have money to hire uh, a content writer where I have to pay $70,000 annually, can I use AI? Can I hire a couple of freelancers to do certain jobs and save $50,000 and use the $20,000, 25000 to build a business out of it instead of spending $70,000. So that's what we see.
0: Yeah. For some time, Google has been against uh, the AI, uh, AI content. But do you, know, do you think that now they're going to change their position and allow it? Uh, no, I everyone? don't think because so. They're... I mean,
1: if you look at the recent update, right, they released a recent update. Focusing on AI specific SEO. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, If they're talking about AI specific SEO, they know that this is going to change the game forever and they're adapting to AI SEO. I mean, initially, there are only possibly like two, three players. They want, uh, they went against it because if you're not talking about that, that's not what their product does. Right when everyone starts talking about, and we're talking about results, and we're talking about numbers, we're talking about data, which proves that AI SEO works. So now they up, they updated their all, algorithms with the new AI trends and how AI is looking at things. I mean, like for me, uh, SEO AI and all of these combinations is all about the contextuality. If you talk in a language which a human understands with AI, if you talk in more natural language uh, saying that having the right page structure, having the right content techniques in place and the other forms of content like H1, H2s and the right kind of length with a image, which is an updated information, not with old information, mostly accurate and factually correct. So AI can't even replace that, right? So it's all about how you combine your human intelligence with the mm-hmm. machine intelligence. Uh, leveraging both
0: AI and your human intelligence and making things work. You explained it great. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, can you tell us the story of the company, how it started, the idea of the founders? Mm, I think there's only one founder, I think, uh,
1: Sam, uh, who was doing his undergrad uh, in UK, in the Manchester University. He was swindling about with multiple products, uh, mm-hmm. like two years back. So, okay. uh, he released a smaller version of the product called as TLDR, which is a text summarizer, uh, then magic email, which is also writes emails for you using AI. Uh, and then a couple of small micro products, uh, small, small products, like 10 of these, uh, from a email, SEO, content writing and all of that. Now what actually writes on a case, a bundle of all of these products and putting all of these, uh, 15 products and even more products right now into one single ecosystem called as right
0: Sonic. Hmm. So Right Sonic started one year ago, right? But he yeah, with the idea. Yeah. yeah. So he was experimenting with the, all of the all of this.
1: Sorry. Uh, I was, uh, I think I was there for about like nine months now. So I was there when the company started pretty early. Uh, the first few people, uh, I was the first marketer. For uh, then I started building the
0: marketing team, growth team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, that's yeah. awesome, Super Yeah. Happy for you. How big is your whole team right now?
1: I think right now we're close to 20 members uh, at this point. Uh, we're working out of multiple countries. 60, 70% of the team is based out of India. A Couple of members are from Romania. Uh, we have a few from London and we have one from uh, Beijing. Yeah, I mean, it's spread along the world and we want to uh,
0: expand our waters across wherever the good talent is there. (laughs) Can you tell us more about uh, your funding, the company's funding?
1: Uh, I think we are a a Y Combinator-based startup. Uh, We passed out of the Y Combinator YC batch uh, in 2021. We did a pre-seed of $2.5 but after that, we completely bootstrapped, uh, going good in terms of the revenue, we're strong in terms of... Uh, what we're building yeah, quite uh, good
0: in terms of uh, whatever which we're doing at this point (laughs) that's inspiring (laughs) (laughs) what has been your uh, biggest challenge since joining the company
1: I think uh, the biggest challenge is I think the whole industry as an AI is changing faster than ever I mean what I see today uh, before sleeping I see something else tomorrow Uh, so it's you can't even imagine how things changed so keeping up to that pace and trying to build a uh, lot of things i mean we're focusing on too many things at the point we're focusing on chat sonic we're focusing on right sonic we are also building something for the enterprises marketplaces integrations so keeping up to that pace uh, i think i mean there's a bit of learning curve which i had uh, trying to do things uh, multi multitasking at the core, uh, trying to strategize things. But, uh, Sam and yeah, the team has been, uh, been good. I think because the team is quite young, uh, most of them are still studying undergrad students. Uh, we have 60%, 75% of the team under 25 years old. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, so great energy in the team. <laughs>
0: uh, so, yeah, I think that's what making things work. That is fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, you're you the head of growth. What do you actually do in, uh, in your day to day right now? <laughs> because think, things change from uh, nine months yeah, ago to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think right now our focus is on uh, building ChatSonic uh, a much bigger brand. Uh, we see that we're competing with Google, Microsoft and uh, other players in the market, not with other players, which we normally hear of the generative ASPs, because we've come along the journey of competing from the smaller players, like from the players like Jasper and copy.ai to competing with Google and Microsoft. That's what we uh, aim uh, in the next one or two years. And we want to expand to uh, more markets in terms of the enterprises, SMBs have more integrations. Uh, like one of the features which you have right now is, uh, we natively also integrate with SEMrush and Ahrefs, which means mm-hmm. that you don't have to go out to SEMrush or Ahrefs to do your keyword research. You can do that inside the Sonic when you're writing a long-form wow. article. Wow. Right? That's so cool. <laughs> so these are the kind of products, uh, the kind of innovation, which you want to bring in at scale, uh, uh Android app. And then we are coming up with iOS app and other integrations. I think integrations play a key role uh, of what we're focusing. So the kind of more integrations, the kind of more uh, things. So imagine uh, having a booking.com integration on ChatSonic, imagine having an Expedia, imagine doing an Airbnb search inside ChatSonic, right? I think these are the kind of uh, talks about volume. I think with the OPERA integration right now, which we did. So we got, uh, Eyes on 120 million active users with a single integration. So, if well, someone wants to do that scale, I think this is the reason why Opera integrated with us and OpenAI, uh, uh, where you have players like Jasper, players like Copy.ai, players like Virtune, and hundreds of other players. So, that's where we make the difference.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was curious to know, what is your most uh, successful growth tactic? Uh,
1: I think first I would uh, understand a growth technique. Uh, also, the kind of culture which we're trying to build it, right? Sonic is mostly the data first uh, culture. So where we wanted to understand data to the core, uh, we're using tools like panel uh, and other stuff like pretty much uh, A good sense of, to get us a good sense of data of how we wanted to use data. I think studying those patterns and understanding it and taking decisions based on that is kind of the biggest learning for me in terms of the growth and how we could make the decisions. Like, for example, hey, we know that uh, the revenue bumped on a particular day. If you ask me, uh, when do you see that there's a bump in revenue, I can say that Hey, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday are my good days. Friday and Tuesday are are my bad days. If there is a reason why, I do go and understand what's causing that hype and what's causing that bump. So based on that, I can strategize my campaigns. I can test my pricing. I can test my other forms and I can do localization. So uh, if you're trying to understand data to the core and making sense of data, I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of data points, right? But you have to drill down on what to look at and what to ignore at a point and making sense of the first key metrics, four, five, maybe three, bottle down to two and then expand slowly on top of that. If you are looking at a data metric, make sure that that is related to a company-wide goal. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's say revenue, right? Let's say your attribute retention. Let's say your churn rate. So these three are important at the company level. If you are looking at these Three metrics, the uh, very high level, and then boiling down the further metrics, so that will give you a lot of ideas on what you can do on the growth side and how we can expand on that.
0: I know you're a big promoter of uh, PLG product-led growth. Mm-hmm. Please tell us more about it. <laughs> Why do you love it so much? Uh, I think, uh, I think PLG for me is
1: I think I'm, I've been in multiple industries. So before uh, Right Sonic, has been uh, consulting for a good number of companies in the Valley and. Uh, back in London, and worked with the larger companies where security uh, is a core, Uh, security companies, other big companies, found things fascinating. But PLG for me is about how you can innovate in terms of the marketing and also on the product, pretty much self serve, you don't have to have sales team, or you don't have to think of having longer sales cycles, or having mostly like hand-holding people or hand-holding companies. It's pretty much self you Just like put a card of $1,000 or $50 and you just get it done. And how you can add PLG layers on top of your existing PLG layer. Let's say I wanted to build an influencer marketing tool. Let's, I'm just like throwing an idea right now, okay. which I never thought of, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. uh, so let's say I want to build an influencer marketing feature on top of that, but I want to test it out. How many of them would like? I would say that, hey, hey this is a new feature which I want to build. Uh, let's say the feature talks about writing your Instagram bios, TikTok bios, and YouTube bios, your video scripts and all of that. Can I build a calculator on my existing uh, product, which says that with Instagram followers, this, if you're writing this, you could save an X amount in writing, right? So that is an PLG layer on top of a PLG. And then you have extensions like Chrome plugins. You have integrations and other stuff which you can play around and have fun with. So the limit and the meat which you could play. So B2B is good, B2C is good, but you always have to look at, hey, do I have the meat to play with? Do I have the audience to play around and have tried different things? Is the audience okay to accept the kind of things which you wanted to do? The acceptance in the PLG is way huge compared to the B2B or other segments like security and data and yeah, I mean, other forms of autonomous vehicles, uh, the green energy and all of that. I mean, if you look at green energy and autonomous vehicles, right? I can't do a Chrome plugin. I can't do integrations and all of that. And there's a language which I have to use climate change and other sorts of things which only few people care about, many other might not care about, but the kind of relatability to what people could do with PLG is way huge compared to the other markets. I mean, that's why I see interesting. I mean, if I talk about the numbers, the numbers, which have grown with PLG, adding layers and layers on top of our existing one PLG on top of multiple infinite loops on top of that, creating viral loops, it's Mm -hmm. massive. So we've grown almost uh in the last six months we've grown almost like 900 percent so people talk about growing 10 percent month on month 12 percent month on month in the last six months growing 900 percent that's a massive
0: <laughs> number thank you for sharing this Yeah. thank you for sharing this <laughs> but w- what do you think was uh, the most important the most crucial factor factor for uh, your growth uh i think Uh, believe in your product
1: Uh, talk to your customers what exactly they need Uh, if they're not using the product understand what's causing them to drop off and yeah it boils down to uh, data again i keep talking about data data but uh, don't get bored on that yeah Yeah. but it's important and uh, look at your competitors what they're doing be aware of the space Uh, identify use cases i mean Always, uh, I mean, one of the f- things for the marketers right now is when you wanted to talk to customers or you wanted to look at what other companies are doing, don't be scared of talking to a competitor and saying that, exploring, hey, how did you do this? They would might answer, they might not answer, but it gives a sense of what is the thought process when they're looking at a problem and how you're looking at that particular problem. Uh, have a good... Uh, Initial set of customers, uh, be lean, uh, don't Mm -hmm. over hire people (laughs) in your team. Uh, (laughs) keep it as lean as possible. Uh, really smart folks, uh, who can do stuff and make things done. And when you're building an initial team, don't hire specialists, like let's say the performance specialist or the SEO specialist or the, the specialist roles, try to, uh, start building the team from the journalist who can do multiple things, be a multitasker, figure out his own niche, what he wanted to do and let him expand on that. Once he knows that this is what he is supposed to do, then bring in uh, a senior person with more experienced person and let him
0: train and they would build things <laughs> further. That is <was> absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I'll save that <laughs> for, for later. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. What is your vision for the future? Uh,
1: I think uh, our vision right now is uh, building a company, uh, that's in the eyes of Google and Bing. Uh, so we want to, uh, we're not a search company. We're an AI company. We want to be that player, but yeah. we wanted to, uh, bring in technology to the forefront of everyone, be it a college student, school student. I mean, we have a discord community, uh, where we see folks uh, who are like 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old building, uh, things with Chatsonic API and the writing code. And they're using uh, Chatsonic to write certain lines of code and they're writing other things on from their knowledge and what they could do. So it's, it's not limiting your age or what you could do. It's for everyone who understands how to use internet. It's for everyone who understands how to use basic Google search. That's how we want to keep it how you want to play with it is what you we we give it to you vision if you say that hey i wanted to integrate with this particular product which makes uh, chat sonic with this can make things easy we will build that for you
0: oh. so you allow creativity for uh, for people and they, yeah. they appreciate it a lot yeah i mean awesome. let's
1: say uh, you are in romania and say that you have a specific dating app maybe let's take that example, uh, and say that you want to use Bumble or Tinder, and let's say uh, you want prompts on Bumble or Tinder to be built on Chatsonic, we can do that for you. So it's (laughs) up to you what you could do, Uh, be my uh, dating guru or whatever you call it. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so uh, we want integration with Spotify. I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of use cases, but end of the day, it boils down to our core problem of helping more and more businesses, helping more uh, people to build small businesses and the bigger businesses and expand the bigger businesses. And also we're launching our upcoming new product called as uh, Chatsonic Enterprise AI, which is like a no code chatbot. I mean, you heard of uh, things like drift and intercom. One of the problems which we see on that is you have a good uh, UI UX and all of that. But if you yeah. want to build uh, the content around it, all the FAQs, all the support questions, all the lead generation templates, someone has to spend like almost two to three months. What if the AI could do on its own by training based on your data, you just have to feed your existing data, which is on multiple sources. Let's say social media, let's say email, let's say your FAQ website, just like connect all of these, uh, build integrators then it just like builds up your own ai uh specifically designed for you and it keeps learning whenever there is new data flowing into the system so that's what we're trying to build Uh oh. <laughs> and uh, that yeah i mean that shortens the time to uh go market ready from 30 to 45 days of having a complete full fledged chatbot to less than two days
0: you also have a product called the uh... Uh, photosonic right yeah With,
1: uh, photos. yeah photo- yeah. photosonic right now uh, we took a bit pause on that we're trying to integrate that in uh chat natively so where chat sonic will be now powered by images and also text so using a multi uh, so that's what we're trying to do so we took a bit pause so our uh, development team is working on uh, making it uh, a relaunch of it so
0: uh, that's what we're working on yeah
1: so a lot of interesting stuff, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I'd love to hear a full story. So how you started your career until this, uh, this point? <laughs>
1: um, I mean, it's
0: a huge journey.
1: Uh, yeah, I think uh, I was always fascinated with technology as a kid, uh, worked with uh, a good friend of mine uh, to build the first company. It's a branding and designing agency back then. Uh, Yeah, we did it, tried a lot of things when still in the undergrad, uh, when I was still in undergrad and then uh, worked with a couple of good companies, uh, startups, I mean, a lot of good experiences, uh, traveled uh, good countries (laughs) uh, with my work and with the kind of companies which I associate. I had a chance to travel a lot. Uh, I love traveling, so I could understand how people think about different problems and as a marketer understanding people's psychology and how they look at things is important so that you can understand the sense of what it is uh yeah a couple of app knocks. my previous company was one of the fastest growing startups in the security mobile app security space before that i was working with a company called tech mahindra and davenbox is a big unicorn right now It's called as a Workday Alternative for Asia at this point, uh, backed by some of the pretty good angels like Snapchat, Microsoft, Uh, yeah, all the hyper growth, I think, uh, being in the startup ecosystem, uh, helping multiple people build startups on my own, uh, bootstrapping, helping the bootstrapping founders, uh, taking care of the Microsoft BizPark. So I was with Microsoft BizPark, helping the Uh, Microsoft Teams and other company where Microsoft is investing so I used to help them with the GTMs solving very early stage problems uh, below 10k MRR helping them to figure out the market fit I think those are the specific areas where I spent my good two two and a half years uh, identifying the many problems at the early stages so that helps me to understand the core problem when someone is starting up and keeping things grounded there and uh, how old are you
0: right now uh i'm 28 right now yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that's only the beginning wow (laughs) (laughs) i'm super curious to know what's your best piece of advice for somebody that's 18 20 you mentioned that you have a a lot of uh, young uh, team members Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i think i'm I'm uh, curious to see your perspective yeah
1: i think if you're 18 uh 19 or 20 i think uh don't go with big brand names when you wanted to work with uh, at the initial start of your career uh, don't focus on making money in the first few years have a clear idea of is this something which you really like doing try to experiment with multiple things be it marketing be it sales be it technology uh be it data science be it things always try to stay in the forefront of technology where whatever you're doing, right, be it sales, marketing, or community or content writing, always try to involve technology there. Try to automate as much as possible. That's how we find uh, good solutions for a lot of things. At some point, you might uh, crack an idea of the build the next big company out there Uh, being right in front of the technology experimenting a lot I think a lot of the found I mean you've heard of PayPal Mafia you have heard of a lot of the companies there uh, so all of these companies uh, what they try to do is keeping technology at the forefront so they try to solve a good amount of problems and uh, they try to come up with great products right there.
0: I understand I understand what's your favorite software apart from right Sonic uh,
1: Right now I'm crushing heavily on notion. Uh, my team uses notion aggressively and yeah, I think, uh, great products. Discord is always my go-to thing. Part of good communities there, open AI, uh, uh, lot of good stuff there. Be part of good communities. I think that's another thing, uh, which I would, uh, give to anyone. Be picky. Uh, I have like 50, 60 communities on my Slack and discord. But I actively be uh, contributing from my end is like only like handful of 10, 15. So be picky. I think uh, I always try to keep be picky, but sometimes I have to be uh, expand my knowledge into other areas also. So there's like a lot of communities which I'm part of. So yeah, I think communities uh, have be open on LinkedIn, be open on Twitter, whatever which you do, uh, keep talking about, be about your work. Always keep side hustles, though you're working at a company, when you have time uh, to do some side hustle, uh, I think, I mean, it could be as simple as writing uh, something, a blog and putting it uh, right out there on indie hackers or building a small ebook about a particular piece of technology, which you know, or particular SEO tips or techniques or writing content, writing, how to write a blog effectively, which can rank and putting it on Gumroad. Uh, You don't have to think about how can you distribute when you think about these pieces. I think the distribution goes on its own. How well the audience receives and learn to the feedback. And yeah, just keep doing side hustles. I think that will help people when they're starting things on their own.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You did great. Uh, This was fantastic. I was curious to know if you want to tell us anything else today on the podcast. Uh,
1: I think One thing,
0: uh, I
1: mean, as being in the part of industry, uh, since when they started picking up, what I see right now is AI is a space which is gonna change now. Uh, It's like web 2.0, web 3.0 and all of that. Like for example, when the email first came uh, versus when we have Gmail and Outlook and think about Orkut and Facebook. From there to Orkut, it took 20 years. From your orchid to the web three and what we have right now, we took five years from AI right now, it could be even less than two years. So keep your, uh, things active on the AI space, start learning at least, I mean, you don't have to be a developer or anyone to build things. Just keep things active, start listening, uh, keep updated, follow the trends. And it's gonna be, for me personally, it's gonna be uh, AI before Google and AI after Google. So that's what I could see how things are changing right now with the very fast paced uh, companies, right? Just with AI, there are possibly like 100 companies, which I can think, which I see inspiration from, which are directly competing with us or indirectly competing with us in bits, forms and pieces. I mean, back then, if you, let's say uh, Uber, right, Uber had two or three competitors, Uber had Grab, Uber had uh, other competitors in India, or maybe three or four com- competitors, but the market size of the AI, which we see right now is billions of dollars. It's just that you have to understand how simple it's to do and try to innovate and make things happen.
0: <laughs> that's perfect thank you so much i'm super grateful and thank you for joining
1: yeah thank you